Hi, welcome to Clean Slate with Vicki and Joanna. Every day is a clean slate and a fresh start. Make today the day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Clean Slate Wednesday edition. This is our Wellness Wednesday, and we're going to talk about educating yourself. And this is something that Vicki and I, we are, we have become medical dorks yeah. <laughs> ever since Vicki's injury. I know she's been on this, well, she was already on this path of wellness. <laughs> well, it's even deeper now. Oh, yeah. And it has spilled over into my life. And, you know, anybody that knows me knows that I have not been taking care of myself. That's the thing about this outward appearance. I've never really, I really don't care, uh, you know, what other people think of me. And I really don't judge people. But let me just tell you that the longer I live and the more education that I have, you know, begun to start on wellness, um, and it really has nothing to do with being skinny. It's about being fit. Right. And it's about healing myself with food. Because when you are obese, and I am medically obese, you put me in any doctor's office in America, and you look at my BMI, my height, my height and weight ratio, <laughs> which makes hate. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my height and weight ratio, I am considered clinically obese. And, you know, I was kidding myself. Oh, but I can climb Stone Mountain and... I can go on multiple mile hikes and I had convinced myself that even though I was overweight, I'm still fit. And that is a lie because you cannot be obese and be healthy. Right. I mean, even, even with my, what I have, I'm considered obese, mm, which is, which I mean, I, I have a lot of extra that I'm carrying. I seriously do. So, well, you hide it well. <laughs> I don't feel like I hide it well. Well, and I don't hide anything. I am out there. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I notice it in my clothes. I notice it in how I feel. And it does seem to have become worse since I am now insulin dependent. And again, just with all the education that I've done on insulin, and, and again, it's a hormone. It's not really a medication. It's a hormone. Right. But that hormone does affect how your body stores fat. And it truly is hard to control because you have to do the exact correct amount to avoid fat storage and you have to do the if you don't do enough you have spikes which leads to fat storage right and if you do too much you have too much insulin which is insulin resistance and then that leads to fat storage so i'm kind of like you know, it's on all it's on all fronts yeah you you just can't seem to escape it so you know i have decided that i have done all i can to to educate myself but i think i'm going to need some serious help from somebody else to look more into other things that i have going on to help yeah this, yeah and this is why functional medicine is is crucial i think women in menopause even before that and this is goes for men too is you need to truly get someone on your side 
that is willing to walk alongside you and it does need to be a doctor because you're going to need to have labs run you're going to need certain prescriptions or some sort of supplement and that's the thing you go to the grocery you go to the grocery or you know the drugstore and you see the wall of supplements it's overwhelming mm-hmm. and then i hear none of those things are pure and you know some aren't approved um fda like that means anything but there's all this you know controversy and i don't want to spend good money after bad so this is where education comes in right i mean your health is your most valuable asset and if you you have to understand how to nourish your body and to use food as medicine because it truly is the best way to heal yourself and yes if you're you know so far deep in as i am with with other issues then you're also going to need some help from a medical doctor to get things under control. Absolutely. I think that is where I'm starting to see progress in myself is that I am eating to just fuel my body. There is a death of self that has come over me that I am no longer eating for pure contentment pleasure. I am... I've cut sweets totally out of my diet. The only thing that I semi-cheat on is I will sometimes do a couple of sauces here or there. And I'll, you know, sometimes the the specialty teas, that kind of thing. Um, but I am finding that, you know, my yogurt is my ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm finding that my nutritional shake is my milkshake. And... I am seeing how it affects my blood sugar. So I was able to get my doctor to give me a continuous glucose monitor um, that I'm going to get this afternoon. And that way I will see how everything I eat, what it does to my blood sugar. Because plain and simple, if you have a blood sugar spike, even if you recover very quickly from it, each of those spikes goes into fat storage, mm-hmm. every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So even though you may not be, I am not diabetic, I am not even pre-diabetic anymore. So my numbers are already better. My A1C is 5.1, which is right there. I am, but I'd love to bring that into the fours. But I'm going to be able to monitor. And oh, by the way, insurance doesn't, cover any of that they don't even cover it as a diabetic yeah which is it it, it, i am in shock i'm in shock Mm -hmm. of but they're in sick care not health care yeah i mean i think my cost for my insulin pump my insulin and my dexcom is probably it's at least probably six to eight hundred dollars a month right. at least and think about the cost and, and and that's not because of your lifestyle no no most people that are diabetic it's their what they're putting in their body is causing that so it's costing you not only years off your life it's costing you financially every month to treat that right and then if people don't have that kind of money 
then they're really shortening their life. Mm -hmm. Because also, in addition to the fat storage, when you have that insulin spike, every time you have a spike, you are damaging your body. You're basically frying your body inside out. And um, I have had spikes, like, you know, spikes that are uh, totally uncontrollable. I mean, even getting into a shower spikes my blood sugar, which I know sounds really stupid, but it does. Cortisol levels in the morning, getting out of bed. And so if you have never used a blood glucose monitor, your body releases cortisol in the morning. That's what gets your body up and going. And so when I first started this journey, my blood sugar would spike, you know, when I would wake up, like if it was normal, let's say around 100, which is a little high actually, but for me, that would be pretty good. It would jump up to say 300. And it would take me six hours to get that number to come back down. Well, that whole time, I'm basically frying my insides. And I've already started paying the price for that. I mean, I went to the eye doctor the other day. I have cataracts now, or they're starting. They weren't there six months ago. Mm. And so, you know, there's already been damage to my body. So right now it's damage control. What can I do to slow this down? And again, I'm on top of it and very in control and run a tight ship. But can you imagine if you did not? Oh, yeah. This It's like when I see how disciplined you are and the steps that you're taking, it's, it's, it's inspiring to me because I could be in your shoes but it would be by my own doing it's not it's not something i was born with it wasn't something that i was injured by i could be doing it to myself because of my lack of control on what i put in my body and shame on me for that and i have you have you ever had the flu and you're laying in bed and you're like negotiating with God. Mm-hmm. All right, Lord, if you will get me better, I will do this, this, and this. <laughs> it's, and that's what we have. When you have got diabetes, it's like you're walking around with this slow death occurring. It, it, death of a thousand bites of food. And you're, you're doing it to yourself. And... This education that I have been been doing because of you, I have been listening to podcasts. I am like, I feel like I'm getting a medical degree work listening to because some of these podcasts are doctors for doctors. There are four practitioners out there, and you have access to that. You have access to 100-year-old research. One of the podcasts that you sent me, there was uh, research done on mice. Um, they were testing a new drug for, and correct me if, if I'm getting this wrong, but it was supposed to be for epilepsy Seizures. and cancer. And so they had mice that had epileptic seizures and had cancer and realized that the drug that they were that they were doing was mimicking a calorie restrictive diet and it was helping both causes and they were killing the study because they were trying to find a drug that they could make money on and if people could 
do it at home. With diet. With diet. And you could get rid of your epileptic seizures and you could get rid of cancer by what you ate. Then you're not making any money. So they would kill the studies. Mm -hmm. And this is over 100 years ago. Yeah, it's it's really sad because it truly is just a money-making business. And I just pulled up, and I know that we probably talked about this before, for, for diabetes right now, 11.3% of the U.S. population has diabetes. That's 37.3 million people. And diagnosed, 28.7 million people, including 28.5 million ad- adults, Pre-diabetes, 96 million people aged 18 or older have pre-diabetes. That's 38% of the population. 65 and older, 26.4 million people, 48.8%. And think about diabetes wasn't even a thing no. 150 years ago. Right, and you don't see this disease in certain areas of the world. It's yes. really just a, a Western diet disease. That's true. On that same podcast, Mm -hmm. um, gentleman went to Africa, tested 40,000 native tribe members of where they did not take into the Western diet. They were all what their culture has always done, Um, you know, eating off the growing their own food and eating off the land and diabetes didn't even exist. So I had heard diabetes is the processed food disease. Mm-hmm. So basically when it comes to health and nutrition, staying informed is your key. Yep. And you want to make sure that there's, well, there's a lot of conflicting information out there. It's really overwhelming, but that's where your power of research and self-education comes in. And you, you do have to just educate yourself on any of these health-related topics because you are ultimately responsible for yourself. Absolutely. And we've got to get out of the mindset. Um, And and if you just do it, if you just do it for two weeks. So last night, as I'm laying in bed, I sent Vicki a picture of myself from day one to day 23. And I will say, I put on there that was a five pound difference. Actually, I'm lying. That was less than, I think it's three pounds. I was going to say that. Was that, more than you had told me before, so yes, yeah. so that, it was a huge difference. And it's it's the inflammation. It's like everything you eat, you know, that puffiness that you get in your face, in your neck, and in, in your hands, and in the gut. And you can feel it. Yes, it's almost like you even feel it puffing up as you have eaten something right. that's inflammatory. Yeah, I think um, uh, the cheese dip, the chips and salsa. The, yes, it's those chips. I can just feel them. Um, just expanding mm-hmm. in my belly and and I'm just done I'm done mm-hmm. and I don't even and it, I may change but as of right now my desire for those things are gone and that's the other thing that if you quit feeding your body the cravings that it has the cravings start to change like I went yesterday to Panera, I had a business meeting and I ordered their Baja bowl and it had things in there that I would always pick out that now my body loves and craves. And, um, I'm like the things I'm like, what's a quinoa and avocado. I would always pick that stuff out. I'm like, mm. Ooh, it's green. And now I get this, the, the good fat in the, 
even the sweetness that you can get from the tomatoes and things that I would just pick out because I would try to get to the other stuff. But now that is my diet and it's completely satisfying now. I don't crave, I don't want a crumble cookie. In fact, the thought of it doesn't even sound appealing. You can appealing. already feel the, the bloat coming on, yeah. uh, the inflammation, just thinking about thinking that. You're thinking about it. Oh, I'm going to feel sick if I eat that. Well, and you realize you're, um, and the more you research, say, cancer and diet, um, you'll, you'll realize that it is sugar that feeds cancer. Mm-hmm. It is its food. And right. that is, that's the education that we're talking about. It's in, listen, if you know us personally, you need to reach out to us and we will share these podcasts with you because, um, but let me tell you, once you know this stuff, you will never, ever turn away from, you'll get your head out of the sand and realize that your health is priority number one. You may have a stressful job, you may have uh, a busy home life, but when you're down and out, when you're when you're in bed with the flu and you realize how useless you are when you're sick, imagine if you were chronically sick, where that's your life every day. Talk about depression. Yeah, I just I don't want to live that way. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. I've already felt like the past two years. You know, it's been hard. It's been hard because there's just things I can't do and things that I'm used to doing and I took it for granted, but I'm going to get it back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, in combination of this self-education and then getting yourself on, you know, a boot camp type program like 75 Hard, which um, I remember somebody reached out to one of my kids and said, is your mom really? doing that 75 hard and (laughs) and well and it's called hard for a reason it really does um adjust your lifestyle to where your your health is your priority and there is no no place to move it you've got it you've got to do everything every day and you can't cheat yourself you can't say well I'll just double up tomorrow it doesn't work that way it's like you're you're either all in or you're all out and that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. I needed that. And even though I was 16, 17 days in and I failed, I just ran out of time. I couldn't get everything in before midnight. So I reset and started over. And the it was probably the best thing because it just reinforces the grit and the mm-hmm. determination to see this thing through. And now I'm starting to see the effort is starting to pay off Mm -hmm. because I'm like, look what I was able to do in 23 days. What is that going to look like in 46 days? And I I was telling Vicki yesterday that I do six laps in my neighborhood and it's about 2.3 miles. It's, it's just a cul-de-sac. I'll probably post it on my, my Instagram, but it doesn't look like it's that long but when you're walking it it's a fairly I've walked it before because I had to but yes and I would tell her on my my fourth lap I'm like oh it's my wall Mm -hmm. I'm like oh my gosh I gotta do this two more times but then yesterday what a difference a day makes 
yesterday I was listening to the podcast and I'm, I'm keeping track. I didn't hit that wall on my fourth lap. And in fact, I felt like by the time the sixth lap came along, I could probably do another one or two without any effort or not much effort. And I don't know, it just what's hard today is becomes easy tomorrow. And that's how you grow. And but I, I really if you are listening to this, make sure you are making your health your your number one priority over everything else because we need you. We need you here. Your kids need you, your your spouse needs you, your friends need you and You've just got to educate yourself, research, whatever, wherever it takes you. And just don't give up on yourself. It's never too late. You've got to start somewhere. Start today. We'll see you next time. Sometimes we succeed in life. Sometimes we fail. But every day is a clean slate and a fresh opportunity. Make today the day.